Is your garage a mess? Don't stress. With cold weather right around the corner, don't let the excuse of an overcrowded garage keep you from parking in the garage this winter. Nebraska Garage Solutions offers affordable storage solutions that fit your storage needs. The owner, Rob, will work with every customer to ensure that we are meeting your expectations from start to finish. Nebraska Garage Solutions specializes in metal overhead storage, complete slat wall systems, custom build wood storage, and affordable badass garage cabinets to guarantee to make your neighbors jealous. Get your garage ready for the next Husker game and mention the code NOBLOCKNORock to receive $25 off one 4x8 overhead metal storage rack. These industrial racks are adjustable from 24 to 48 inches and can hold up to 600 pounds. They provide an affordable storage solution that can get that clutter off the garage floor. Reach out to Rob today for a free consultation or shoot him a text at 402-987-8180 or check out their website, NebraskaGarageSolutions.com. Short-term rental hosts, are you tired of spending your precious time doing laundry, restocking supplies, and cleaning up after guests? Look no further than B&B Maids of Omaha, your local heroes for short-term rental cleaning. Their team of skilled professionals is dedicated to turning over your short-term rental, making it spotless for your next guests, and ensuring an inviting and welcoming space. Whether you're a busy Airbnb host or managing multiple properties, B&B Maids of Omaha is here to make your life easier and your guests' stays unforgettable. They pride themselves on reliability, trustworthiness, and attention to detail. B&B Maids of Omaha is your key to more bookings and five-star reviews. Ready to regain your time and boost your rental success? Visit bnbmaidsofomaha.com today to learn more and get started. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. GBR. Let it play. Go Big Red indeed. No block, no rock. Season four, episode six, coming at you live from the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room. LaVista, Nebraska, 68128. Fellas, we're going to run through the beers that we are drinking tonight real quick. Myself, I am drinking a pickle fight. And uh, I also have a, a cannoli over here. Yes, you do. I'm holding it so everyone can see it. Yes. Mike, now, where are those from? Yeah, Mike, so tell them. We have a, a special thing tonight where we are having cannolis with our beers. Straight from Norman Nolies. Uh founder is Norm Holthy, a friend of mine, and he gifted us with some cannolis. So we're going to talk about the beers we're drinking and the cannolis that we're eating, and we will do a one-bite test together. So super excited for that. But let's walk into our beers real quick, then we'll uh, talk about our cannolis and get into it. Pickle so, fight. Pickle fight, and what kind of cannoli do you got? Uh, Rhesus. He's got a Rhesus cannoli. I didn't know those mm. existed. Neither did I. And that is incredible. Like, in like the presentation, I took pictures of these things. Looks awesome. Food porn. Okay, I am drinking the, the Eos Hefeweizen. It's the best beer on tap at Nebraska Brewing Company. And I have a banana split cannoli. It is going to be really good. <laughs> I um, So I had Kyle get my beer, which was a mistake. <laughs> uh, I got punked. What did he get you? Uh, well, it was supposed to be a Pilsner. And Kyle alleges that it is a Pilsner with a splash of pickle fight. Uh, in my opinion, it is a pickle fight, which is not a bad thing. Still nope. a great beer. Mm-hmm. Still a great beer. 
But I do have a Reese's cannoli as well. Okay. Kyle, what are you okay. what are you drinking over there? I've got the Tacroveza with the banana split cannoli from Normanoli. I love that. Normanoli. No, I that love is, that. That cannoli. is Normanoli. Ten Normanoli's. out of ten. Fantastic name. You can't beat it. You literally cannot beat that name. Okay, are we all, all taking right, a yeah. bite at the same time? What are we doing? Yes, like, absolutely. Like Get in here. Okay, here we go. Oh One. My gosh, guys. Two. Three. Hold on. I didn't even get Michael. in yet. All right. Oh, big time, Norm and Oli. Oh, Norm. Norm. Fantastic job. Wow. This is incredible. Okay. Got to chew. Mm-hmm. I'm not going in the mic like this all dirty. Hold on. Holy shit. <laughs> Norm. Wow. Norm. Hats off. Yeah. I had the banana split. I literally feels like I'm eating a banana split right now. And it's a cannoli. It, this is incredible. All the viewers watching are just like, okay, are they going to like talk sports? No, we're just, no. we're actually just eating on this episode. Mm-hmm. No, man. Okay. So Mike, just real quick. Mike's got Norman Oli's business card. Um, like how can they contact this guy? Yeah. If you're looking for cannolis at an upcoming event, or maybe you just want some for a dinner or something, contact Norm at Norman Oli's. You can find him on Facebook. It's Norm Anolis, N-O-R-M-A-N-O-L-I-S. Or you can email them at normanolis.cannoli at gmail.com. So it's just the best name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kyle's still, I mean, oh I my took God. my one bite, you know. I'm <laughs> I about spit up half a cannoli right there. Okay, do we need so, to pause or can we, can we go? No, it's fantastic. <laughs> Jeez, Keep you guys it moving. Just shoving Keep it. Keep it pushing, boys. Hey, guys. You know, Nebraska, they grinded out a 28-14 to 14 victory over Louisiana Tech. Was not the prettiest thing in the world, but uh, like I said, after the game, I'm like, I, along with Husker Nation, at this point in time, have zero right to be picky about how they rack up dubs or how they add an extra one on the left side of that WL column. I'm taking it. I'm basking in its glory, just like I am with every other dub, no matter how ugly or pretty it is. Well, and I was listening to uh, Jared live with Ravi after the game, and you said almost the exact same thing word for word. And what I think is, is remember when we talked about the teams look at the schedule and they look at Nebraska and they say, dub. So anytime we get one, I don't care what the score is. I don't mm. care who the competition is. We've lost to Georgia Southern. We've lost to these teams, Troy and all these other teams. A dub and a win is a win is a win is a win. So mm-hmm. I don't care. So it's funny. I, I know I talked to you guys during the game. I actually watched from a bar in Denver, Cap City, and it's a Husker bar. And the only thing I could think about, and this is not to, you know, denigrate Louisiana Tech. You know, they, they played well. They did. Huskers came out on top, which is great. Mm-hmm. But the only thought in my head was, you know, if the Huskers end up losing this game, I was going to go for a hike. I was going to hike a mountain. And when I got to the peak, I was going to jump off. Right. <laughs> um, and I was really happy that yeah. I did not have to do that. I, uh, I, I, Like you guys said, a win's a win. I don't care who we play. I don't care how... Like, how beautiful or how ugly the game is, a win's a win. And, uh, look, we can talk about the quarterback competition. There isn't one, right, guys? Quarterback, quarterback competition. Mm. I you don't know, know how you, you, If I, you ask Kyle, I mean, what? I guess, which way are you leaning? Like, um, you got to roll with Heinrich Harburg. Yes. 
Okay. That's all. That's all. That's okay. why do we, why do we need to make this so complicated? So I, I don't know if this was in our group chat or another one that I was in, but I don't know that Harburg will start against Michigan because we, insane. If that, if that well, doesn't happen, it's insane, but go on. The conversation that I had, whether again, whether it was with you guys or somebody else was that Harburg is, you know, pretty low risk for a medium reward. Like, Harburg can win you games. We've seen that the last two weeks. But Jeff Sims, excuse me, Jeff Sims is high risk and with a pretty high ceiling. However, it's high, high risk. So I think if we go into this game and we truly want to beat Michigan, Jeff Sims might have to be the guy. Mm. If we want to, you know, try and, you know, keep things competitive, Harburg is obviously the smarter move. Go, guys. Come on. I mean, okay, so Come on. the conversation was, the difference was Jeff Sims played against two Power 5 compo- uh, opponents and Heinrich Harburg played against two Group of 5 opponents. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's fine. But what I'll tell you this is you know what you got out of the guy that played the two Power 5 opponents. We don't know what we're going to get out of Heinrich Harburg playing Power 5 opponents, uh, one of which is number two in the nation right now. Sure. Uh so until you know what that looks like, you've got a guy that's won two games with one turnover, and let's see what he does. I don't. There's no way. You guys know how I stand on this. Uh huh. I can't. I I cannot with a straight face tell you that the best chance to win is Jeff Sims because I know that if you turn the ball over six times, if we turn the ball over three times a game against uh, Louisiana Tech and Northern Illinois, we might not win those games. Even no. I, when it came to this debate, even I was still kind of like, okay, Sims is probably the guy because he gives you a better chance to win. You said I, that after the game. Which game? After, even after, well, well, definitely after Northern Illinois. After Northern Illinois, because I was still kind of like up in the air about it. I'm still, yeah. I don't know, like Jeff Sims might, no. I want to Sorry. Be- and it has nothing to do with Harburg being from Kearney. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, be like, people have said this, like, well, some people feel, you know, they have a, it's a feel good story because he's from Kearney. That has not once entered my mind. When he's playing and taking snaps, I have not for one second. Sorry, I'm getting a little amped up here. What'd you say? You I mean? have not for one second. Shut up. I have not for one second said, he's from Kearney. He needs to play. No. Has nothing to do with him being from Carney at all. I don't give a shit if my quarterback's from Juneau, Alaska. Can you play the game? Like, I, I don't care where you're from. Right. I'm going to try to walk both sides. I, I do think Heinrich Harburg should start on, if he's healthy. He didn't finish the game. That is one thing that's a little concerning. We come out of the rain delay, an hour rain delay, and then Chuba comes in. But I want to try to walk both sides just so we can have a conversation. What does Heinrich, besides the, the turnover issue... From the from a passing standpoint, what does Heinrich do differently than Jeff Sims can do? I, there, like, I mean, there, this isn't. Sorry, go on. It, it, look, if you look at the two games, the only thing that Jeff Sims attributed was his legs and turnovers. The only thing that Heinrich Harburg has really attributed is his legs and no turnovers. Yeah, I'm taking the latter a hundred percent of the time. Mm. Yeah. So I, I agree with that, but one thing that I've noticed that Harburg does a little bit differently, and I this is not a pro. Um, I hate his throwing motion. I a little sidearm action. I hate it. Um, I get it. I get it. It. I feel like it's like the, it's like the the common thing right now is one arm angles have been around for a long time. Sure. 
Matt Stafford's been doing it long before Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But I would say that Patrick Mahomes has made that cool. Like, yeah, right it's, now, it's so, sexy now. Yeah, it's sexy. Everybody wants to try to do these different arm angles. I would say Heinrich Harburg does an okay job at that. But if we go back in time to last year, is that the things that Whipple was working on with him on the whole, like, because remember former head coach Scott, please pause. There it is. He was talking about need to improve their stride. Got to improve their stride. All that stuff. So I think maybe that's part of it. And maybe the, like this rule staff is just like, Hey, let it fly, man. Like throw it the way that you're comfortable with doing it. And I will say the against Northern Illinois, he made the throw that sidearm throw to Fedoni that if he didn't drop the, his arm down, mm-hmm. it would have been batted down or picked. Yeah. So I think there's a place to use it. But with that being said, they're also you, you need to have a natural throwing over the over the shoulder throw as well. Quick side note, was that Fedoni's third straight game scoring? Yeah. Yep. Three in a row. Three touchdowns, three good, games. Good for him. I don't know any Nebraska fan that wasn't rooting for this kid to get like out there and actually performing. So yeah. good for well, him. Well, it's it only behooves you if you're a fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing too, is it seems like Harburg and Fedoni have a little something something. Whereas with Sims, it was, where are the tight ends? Yep. Where is Billy? K- uh, Billy, against- Billy Kemp and Fedoni have only arrived since Harburg's been on the field. So I don't know if that's got a lot to do with it or what. Against Minnesota, didn't we only had one tight end target? Is that correct? That was Borkatcher's one-handed catch. Yeah, and yeah. then we also threw one to Heinrich Harburg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Helpful. Tight end, yeah. Yeah. Heinrich Harburg. Yeah. So I mean, we'll call it one and a half, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing, too, about <laughs> Sims and Harburg, you look at this offense, okay? Who are your deep threats? Tommy Hill. Jesus Christ. Who did you listen to the press conference today? No, what? So what Satterfield happened? today said that Tommy Hill is officially moving more towards the offense that he is getting worked in. And they want to find other ways to get him the ball because cool. he is such a good athlete. Look, I, I have no doubt that he's a good athlete, and I'm sure he practices very well. But holy shit, every time he's on the field, you know what you he's going to do. I get that the, he gets overthrown, but dude, and then he fumbled the kick. Look, yeah, it's just every time Tommy Hill's on the field, I'm like, what is something good going to happen? I just don't have the faith in it. I've never seen something good happen right. with Tommy Hill on the field. I'm just, I'm sorry. It's not on tape. And like, well, I guess nothing good has happened on tape. And not to mention when he's on tape, they know what he's doing. Right. He's going, he's going deep. Am I crazy to say that, is there something Tommy Hill can do that Malachi can't? That's, that's where I was going to get with that too right. is, and I've been arguing for this for the last three weeks now is tell me why a true freshman can't have five to 10 set plays and master those five to 10 set plays and then utilize them in the game. Like Malachi, he had a good block. He sealed the edge. He's, he's blocking better. And maybe he's not an efficient route runner right now, but anybody can get on the field and run a go route. It, Dude, exactly. Kyle, you could run a go route right now. Not great, but it, I could do it. I you could run it. You could run it. You're, You're not going to catch the ball. I'm not going to probably not going to outrun whoever's covering. Tommy Hill hasn't either. So, and here's the thing too, guys, people are going to be like, well, if you put Malachi out there, you know what he's going to do. You put Tommy Hill out there, you know what he's going to do. It's the same thing. Yeah. And so like, here's also the conversation is that you've got two quarterbacks that have not successfully completed one deep ball. You had the the one to Thomas Fedoni, but that was a 10 yard pass. And then he ran it in for 25 yards. You forgot about Osborne. 
Oh, oh yeah. Don't oh, even, I'm sorry. Don't even the, talk to I me. I could have completed that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think where I was going with that is like your only deep threat is Tommy Hill. Holy shnikes. And so the type of offense you want to run anyway is probably best suited for a guy like Harburg instead of Sims where like Sims is not a better passer than Sim or Sims is not a better passer than Harburg. I mean, I just don't, you haven't seen it. (laughs) What am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to think? I I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've seen bullets and tight windows by Heinrich Harburg that I've been impressed with. And I'm like, that's all. That's what you need. And he doesn't have six turnovers. Like there's been throws that Harburg's made where I'm like, does Sims make that throw? I just, I don't think so. He throws to the left side of the field. So there's a whole, probably not my question. And maybe I'm looking at this under a microscope and, you know, diving too far. I don't think Sims is necessarily a bad passer. I think it is his decision-making that sure. makes him a bad passer. And you can't have a bad decision-maker back there. Exactly. And I Sorry. Think Har- I, I think their passing skills are pretty similar, but I think Harburg's decision-making is I, I, not necessarily leagues beyond, but like certainly better. Okay. I will say, in both games, Harburg has made throws that should have been intercepted that were not. Sure. That yeah. I would say... Were intercepted when Jeff Sims was the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially Northern Illinois. I mean, he threw one directly to the linebacker, and we saw Jeff Sims do that. He threw one directly to the linebacker, and he dropped it. And then he had one. He had one bad throw. The La Tech Tech defensive back went like this. Yeah. And just, yes. There were a couple (laughs) dropped snaps, but it was picked up with urgency. Yes. You know, but again, like, I, I really, I've heard some people talk about that. I've talked in... They're not on the stat sheet. They're not. Right now, they're not. In two games from now, when we're in Big Ten play, if they're on the stat sheet, then the conversation becomes different. But at this time, those are not on the box scores. They didn't happen. They are. They're concerning, but not, you know, like the world's on fire. Like you can't completely just ignore it, but you can also be like, well, they didn't make the play. So it's like... Yeah. Sorry. Like, do you want me to count that as a turnover? It wasn't a turnover. I'm not going to. I yeah. just feel like there's a team that's coming into town on Saturday. Mm. That Nebraska. if you, <laughs> they're already in town. <laughs> if you make a throw like that against a team like Michigan, it's gonna get ugly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's just look when you watch Harburg or Sims, it just seems like Harburg has a better command of what's going on. I, but do like you think you watch, that they change the offense for Harburg? Because we didn't see all that, Listen, that speed option and stuff with, with Jeff Sims in there. I think uh, they probably wanted to, but the ball never got snapped cleanly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, how are we supposed to know? I don't know. Just the type of offense you want to run is not going to be dramatically different between Sims and Harburg. They have the same skill set. Mm-hmm. Below so average passing and above average running. Yep. Yes. And even with the running, Harburg runs better than Sims does. High and tight. High, High and tight. tight. Yeah. He's going 100 miles an hour. He's he's lowering his shoulder. You can argue that's probably bad in the long run, but I don't care. Sorry. Like, he's, he, they both look like linebackers. So just run them like they are. Yep. This is what they do best. In 2023, this is what your quarterbacks do best. So just do it. And I know they're probably going to get injured, but this is football. Like, what are you supposed to do? Make them throw 40 times a game? Then we'll be fucking complaining about that. Right. So. Run them. This is what they do best. Yeah. Yep. Play to your strengths. And look. Yes. And look. In the Big Ten, over 300 yards on the ground are going to win you a lot of games. That's not going to happen against Michigan. It's not going to happen against Iowa. Mm -hmm. But 
if you have that sort of priority on the run game, and that is, I was listening to like the pregame, like Big Ten show prior to Louisiana Tech, and they're like, yeah, you know, Nebraska's running 68% of the time. Like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Jared's Run the damn been, ball. Jared's been beating that drum for the well, last. Listen, let's let's talk about Anthony Grant real quick. Um, if Anthony Grant gets injured, we are fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, we're actually we're good. No, we're not. No, stop. You know why? Stop. I know what you're gonna say. No, and I hate pre- you. Already. Press conference. I hate you already. Joshua Fleeks. I, heard, I hate you. Joshua Fleeks <laughs> is now uh, has been moved to running back. So you're telling me? So let Mike go on. That Joshua Fleeks <laughs> is a better option at running back. Then Quentin Ives and Mr. Minnesota and Mr. Minnesota. You guys can chew on that one. That is a little questionable to me. Why? Again, if anything gets injured, God help us. I think the conversation is (laughs) who are the adults? You've got Anthony Grant. He's an adult. He's 24 years old. Joshua Fleeks is 32. Joshua Fleeks (laughs) is is an adult. Yeah. Yes, he is. Are you guys, are you twins? We're both out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> we both eat cannolis. Yeah, we both eat cannolis. Before practice. From Norman Ollis. Norman Ollis. Hey, hey, Josh Fleeks, I wasn't allowed at practice either at first because I was overweight. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle, go on. No, I'm, that, that was pretty much it. Justin so, dropped in the chat, I do think Fleeks could fit the role Ramir Johnson filled better than Johnson or Maybe. Ives. Maybe. Maybe as that third down pass catching back, but... People think it's a walk in the park to go play running back in the Big Ten. Uh, you need to know all the pass protections. And yeah. with this option-style offense, that's not a cakewalk. We even saw in the game that they, they were, there was a miscommunication and, and they went the opposite way. When Jeff Sims came in when for Jeff one Sims play. Jeff came in for one play. Miscommunication. That yeah. ha- it happened also <laughs> in the middle of the game with Harburg as well. They were The guy went the wrong way. Yep. So I how was, are you about to bring a guy that was on the outside who didn't even play into the backfield and to make the right moves and the right calls. Yeah. I was hoping it was not like Osborne, like mm. uh, mess up where, you know, it's, you know, a little bit, a little bit of a misdirection and we just bomb one Dude, down the field. And just, no, it was just terrible. This, like, uh, it looked like he, he thought that it had to have been a handoff because he just is lost. This when he team, takes that snap. this team cannot waste plays. Nope. They cannot no, turn they're the precious. ball. Well, their, their margin for error is so freaking small, dude. As, especially going into this week. I mean, what are Nebraska fans hanging their hat on right now? The defense. Yep. Yeah. We are 23rd in the nation. Fantastic. That, that is a really, really good team. Talk about the rush D. Uh, rush D, currently first. Uh, don't get too excited about that. You do have Michigan up this weekend. Well, it's FBS. But, first in the FBS. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give yep. them their roses. Um, but uh, anyone want to take any guess what Michigan's defense is ranked right now? I have no idea. I'm a 50-something. Uh, third. Oh, yeah. Third, so that's third overall. Oh, third yeah. third overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so they've played a light schedule, too. Especially going into this week, this is a time where this team cannot afford to waste plays. Yeah. You cannot afford it. And again, I, that brings us back to, in a roundabout way, Harburg probably is the safer option to start this game. I, I understand Sims is that high-risk, high-reward guy. Like, he could get you these big plays, but what we've seen out of him is mostly the high-risk part and not a whole lot of high-reward. Yeah. Dude, I mean, they didn't score any touchdowns with him in the game. Yeah. Like, only a botched trick play. And his 73-yard run. And calling it That's botched true. is a nice yeah. way to say it. But Heinrich Harburg also had two 
giant runs, and one guy called back for some BS holding. So, you know. He would have had close to 200 rushing yards yes. if that first one hadn't been called back. Well, it's just like, gosh, some of the tic-tac-y flags on those long runs were just it's like... It's just like, I think the the wide receivers did their job. They just held on for a little too long. So, it like, the moment a defensive back, like, tries to pull away from it, yeah. it just looks worse. But when you're like 10 the, yards down the field already, you know, like... It, no, I'm not going to say it was a good call. I don't think it was a good call. Neither. The, the White House Neither one. Well, hold on. Hold on, fellas. Get it, King. <laughs> hold on. The The... The second run, there were two holds that they could have called. There were two. The, he ran right in between two receivers and two DBs, and both of them were trying to get away from that receiver, and they're trying to run away, and they're both their bodies are like contorted trying to get to close that alley that he ran through. Oh, yeah. Is it the so, Anthony Grant one you're talking about or the Heinrich Harburg? Heinrich Harburg. Yeah. His touchdown, the one that actually counted? No. Okay. First one. No, the no. First, first one. one. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It, here's my thing. It's a, tick, it's a ticky-tack call. You know where you're at. You're in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's it's an FBS school versus a... I mean, it's a Power 5 school versus a G5 school. There's, you know, just... Yeah, I mean, uh, this... So the running game, yes, you're right. I've, I have been beating that drum. I think I think we all have. Yeah. Um, Anthony Grant gets going in the third quarter. The thing that irks me about Satterfield, and yeah, I'm already talking shit on the coordinator. I get it. You know LaTeX's game plan, and it's just, I feel like Satterfield did not commit to the run early enough. And just, I get it, coming out of halftime, that's when you want to make your adjustments, and that's the mark of good coaching. But it's just like, in the first quarter, they're blitzing heavily. The The very first play is like a seven-yard sack, and it's like, dude, you know they're going to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like Satterfield should know that the strength of this team is running the ball with quarterbacks that can't throw well. And I just feel like he kind of, he just beats around the bush at first. And then it's like, okay, I guess we'll run. Well, no, you, they should have just done that at first. And then you wouldn't have to like have a sense of urgency like this. So I think he just gets cute sometimes when he doesn't need to and th- overcomplicates things. Just keep it simple, baby. Yep. Run it. Anthony Grant is your best runner. Don't get him hurt, police. I mean, and part of that but, too is like, and and to your point, Jared, like I think my my process of thinking would be like, all right, we know that Grant's, we're going to need Grant in the third and fourth quarter. So let's try to keep it easy on him. But then you've got your, your two other running backs that if you want to get reps in, just start sending them through the gauntlet. Just start going, going, going. Like the cute stuff, like you said, just doesn't, when the, we the, know, we know that we are bigger and stronger than these that's guys. That's what I'm saying. In the third quarter, they went to 22 personnel, got two tight ends on the field. You ran right through them on that drive. You just keep doing that, but you did, sure. you're not doing it all the time. So it's just like, what the? F- why are you getting all cute, man? So keep it simple. Not to <sighs> not to jump ahead because we do have a great get or two guests coming on. Are they waiting? We're going to talk not about yet. this. No, we got about eight minutes. Um, but you know, Jared, I want you to put your OC hat on here. Like obviously with LaTeX, um, we could easily see what was working and maybe what was not. Um, I was just looking at the stats. Uh, overall, Michigan, I believe, ranked third in uh, passing D and 12th in rushing D. Is that maybe something like, or actually, I had the reverse. Sorry, third in rushing D and 12th in passing. Is that an offense that maybe you consider passing more against? Do we have the ability to pass no, against No, we do D? not. Oh. We don't have the ability but, to pass against Millard South. But you're you're going up against, you know, one of the best rushing defenses in the nation. Sure. I 
do I mean, this you, is do the you part... sprinkle it in a little bit more? Do you kind of make that a little bit more even? That's... Or do you still kind of go full nose into that rushing game? That's this... where coaching comes in. <clears throat> I'm just well, telling yeah, that's, you. I'm telling you, like, that's, I'm asking Jared, put his yeah. OC hat on. Identity. How do you, how do you mix this up? Identity. identity. Rule said, this is going to be our identity. Like, if it's going for two, three yards, stick with it. This is what we do. Yep. And so, let's have an identity. Let's hang our head on something. Your quarterbacks are not very good at throwing the ball. Anthony Grant's pretty good when he's not fumbling. And Heinrich Harburg seems to be a good runner. So And he makes people miss, too. What, again, don't overcomplicate. Stick to your strengths. Don't try to fit the square peg in the round hole. My, my question then becomes, does the offense become predictable enough? That yeah, probably. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's what you're going to see on Saturday. That's why the thing that you, have to, that you do well, you have to do it well. Do you guys yeah, remember you know, when Army... Took Michigan down to the wire? Why are you asking me this? Hey, I'm just saying. Come on, baby. Do you remember when Nebraska took Michigan down to the wire? Okay, I'm just saying. They haven't. They had an identity. They knew they were going to be running option and power football. Mm. Stick to your identity. Yep. We know. Oh, okay. it, it's hard oh, to prepare okay. for. This option attack is not easy to prepare for. And I will say, Harburg, uh, when, when running the option, looked really good. Yeah. I yes. think we can all agree you on guys, that. Can I, do you guys not recognize what's going on here? Why do I always get shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to run option more. Well, no shit. Shut the fuck up God. about Munkin. No, why hey, am I the idiot? Why am I the idiot? You guys are saying run option. I'm do like, you, uh, I said it after, uh, hey, I, what, did I say after no, week I one? Said, <laughs> I said, it's been working and we have an identity doing it. I did not say option. Burn everything down to the ground and run option football only. I, I think after, after week one or maybe after the Colorado game, that I think it was actually after Minnesota where I said, let's run the option. Hmm. Like it, it, it works. Mm. Like it if we're not going to be able to throw so the ball, far. let's run the fucking option. It has worked so far. Sure. I'm interested to see what's going to happen, though, when you play against teams with better athletes, bigger, faster, stronger guys like Michigan. Michigan, Heinrich has not pitched the ball one time right. since yep. running the option. And they're going to and be ready for that. They're going to oh, yeah. hit him hard. Yeah. <laughs> he is going to get hit. Well, they, listen, and the thing too about that is they would have hit him hard even if he pitched the ball yes, every time. correct. You know what I mean? So that, I don't think that's going to make a difference. No, I just, I, we have not seen Heinrich pitch the ball yet when right. running the option. There's and a lot there's, of errors that can pop up. Oh, with the option, you got to practice that shit. Yes. A lot. Rep it, rep it. And that's where I'm wondering, right. is the playbook different for Heinrich Harburg? Do we only run the, we've only ran the option with Heinrich Harburg. Well, I mean, and you have to think too, he's been practicing the option since he's been at Nebraska. Scott Frost, they, head, former head coach Scott. There it is. Ah, my, my apologies. Good boy. Uh, you Apology know, noted. He, he ran it. So. Not the, not the spread and not this time. They, they were running more of a spread concept, zone read type option. This is r r like traditional for the most part, without the the old, uh, without the old, you know, wing <laughs> wing yeah. backs and all that yeah. stuff, wide backs, wide but, backs. Well, and if if Sims is <laughs> so still, wide, you tear your shoulder. Did you, I don't know? Si yeah, Sims is uh, he doesn't seem to be that healthy. Like, so no, you watch him I, run. I no, dare I get a little funky here? Oh, we we talk funky. about Michigan's run D ranked third in the nation right now, passing D ranked twelve. Sims. Uh, while an okay passer, bad decision-making. Mm. If Harburg, like Mike, you said, might be taking some big hits during this game, if Harburg gets hurt, do we look to Purdy first? Because Purdy is probably the better passer there. 
I Did think we they look at Purdy and try to take to the air and try and expose a little bit of that secondary. From what we saw on Saturday, looking at Jeff Sims, even just walk on the sideline, the the obvious limp, and then him having to get on the field, not ready to go. Like Purdy didn't have his helmet, so Dude. Jeff Sims had to get out there. He wasn't even planning. Matt Rule was doing his you know gamesmanship stuff, saying that. Both guys are practicing. No, 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 no. Ah. Jeff Sims was not ready and was not planning on playing in that game. He's like, oh, shit. So <laughs> that tells me that that high ankle sprain and just watching him move, he did not look like he's ready to go against the number two team in the country. Dude, no. 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 It just. <laughs> so you, we, you we talk about the mental component. I just don't think it's there. You, you think the progression Commit. is probably Harburg to Purdy? Is that what you're saying, Mike? I think it will still probably be Jeff Sims. Starting or a second? A second. Okay. I think Jeff Sims, just given the stage, would probably be the next well, guy and up. But and, yeah. And another week to heal, maybe. And just the fact that Rule had just has not mentioned Purdy's name at all. So I just I think Sims is gonna be next up. I do just real quick before we invite our guests on. Um the mental aspect from Heinrich Harburg to Jeff Sims, it is notable. Heinrich Harburg, you can tell, we just talked about this, that is a kid from Kearney who has been watching Nebraska football his whole life, and Jeff Sims is the transfer that was supposed to come in and start right away. I think, I mean, look at the leisurely pursuit of the fumble snaps, okay? That is a guy that there's not a whole lot of urgency. There's a lack of urgency. Yeah. You're right. Heinrich Harburg, he he like I said, we did have a couple drop snaps on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They were picked right up. Uh, now, mind you, that could be part of the opponent. That could be whatever. Right. But he jumped right on it and he's trying to make something out of it. There's definitely a different urgency between Heinrich Harburg and Jeff Sims. And I'll take the urgency over non urgency any day dude, of the week. Wh- whether Sims is starting or he comes in for that one play, I think the first word that comes to mind lackadaisical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like whether whether that's fair or not, that's just when I'm watching the game on my telly, I'm just like, where's the where's the huh 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 There's I'll, no there's no urgency. I'll yeah. tell you, there was one word that came to my mind when Sims came out of that field, and it was shit. That that was the only thought in my mind was like, God, uh, damn it! I said, Oh, here comes Jeff Sims. Yeah, <laughs> here we hey, go, Jeffrey. Yeah. All right, th- we've got one of our guys rolling in right now. Mr. Okay. Wooten is uh, is hopping on. We can probably add him to the stream now. So just so our listeners and watchers know, we do have some Michigan people coming on to help us preview the Wolverines. Let me fix this banner real quick, guys. Yeah, he's that banner. Let me just get rid of it. Now, if you guys go to, if you just Google blue by 90, that's N-I-N-E-T-Y, or the letter nine or the number ninety, you, you will go. find these guys. They have a pretty decent following. Yeah, they, they know they know their Michigan football. Yeah, dude's wearing a Detroit Lions hat. Yeah, hey man, two and one Detroit Lions. Listen, <laughs> Sam Laporta, embrace it, baby. <laughs> Jared Goff got me a dub this week. I appreciate him. Jared hey man, Goff. he does what he can. Yeah. Yes, we are joined by Tanner Wooten. And Justin, I don't know your last name, I'll be honest. <laughs> Ro, Justin Rowe. Justin Rowe. Oh, that's an easy there one. We go. I don't know. Uh, we were drinking Rowe. with them in Ann Arbor, guys. These guys took care of us in Ann Arbor uh, when we went down there on the road. Jared and I took a little trip. Uh, we got Tanner coming up Saturday to come 
Let us return the favor. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing a live. Wait, can, I say, can I say you said that you went down to us and now. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Sorry. You guys are in Canada. I forgot. He also <laughs> said that we went down to Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, like oh my. he's just directionally challenged. And you know what oh. you say? You say you oh. normally prefer back door, so I don't really care. <laughs> I said that one time. Well, said it one time. I bet that's been on multiple episodes, though. It has. Um, anyways, yeah, we have the Blue by 90 guys with us to help us preview the game on Saturday. Uh, we will be doing a live show from 10 to noon at our tailgate at the Bauer Underground in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nice. Looking forward to that. Tanner will be joining us for that. Justin... Yes. What the heck's going on with that? You ain't, ain't going to make the trip down. I, know. I, uh, I wanted to, um, unfortunately have a wedding this weekend, which oh, I mean, that's you illegal. Can do, I know fall weddings. Um, but at least, uh, they're two Michigan grads. At least they did it on an away weekend. We'll take that. As an that's, fair. that's what you Thanks. just send a card. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, football weddings during the fall is legal in Canada, Mike. Oh, I guess. Yeah. You guys apparently, are- you're, you're pretty north. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, if you want to know something, an interesting fact is that Canada is actually south of us as well. Here. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, if yeah. you go through Detroit, if you go through Detroit, so uh, and, you can go across the pond there a little bit, take the bridge over to Canada, Canada itself. Yeah, we love going through Detroit, yeah. don't we, fellas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's not let's not turn on. Come on, Detroit's a great city. Hey, there you go. Come on, the Motor City. I've heard great things. Come on, I I lived in Omaha for eleven years. I could probably return the favor on that if we really want to get big facts. Oh, dude, you'll get us to agree with you. Hey, we'll agree. That's why they call it the Big Apple. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Oh boy. Justin said, "Yeah, no, these guys suck." (laughs) Justin uh, popped off the camera. That's okay. Well, okay. I'm back. So, so Tanner and Justin, either one of you can start. Um, I think the perception of Michigan around here is, you know, they're, they're pretty damn good. All right. We're not, I don't think any of us are going to expect a Nebraska win here. Um, but you know, the perception is like, they got a really nice schedule to start off is what's your guys' assumption. Like what's your perception of this Michigan team? What are you expecting out of this team? Is it a natty or bust? What are you thinking? Tanner, you want to take it? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you know, the last two years have been awesome. I've had a great time. And look, if if they have the exact same outcome as last year, I'm not going to be losing too much sleep. But this team, with how it's positioned with Blake Quorum as a senior, J.J. McCarthy as a junior, uh, the amount of talent and kind of sets up perfectly for them this year to really be that last dance almost. I mean, they're still going to be very good moving forward just with the way that they've recruited and have developed players. But you talk about kind of that one opportunity um, shout out Detroit, shout out Eminem. Like this is really that time for Michigan 2023. Like that's where I'm at with this team is, you know, this is the year to do it. I mean, that schedule, like you said, it sets up pretty nicely. Um, doesn't make for the most fun experiences of the big house when they're just kind of rolling everybody. I mean, it's a great time, but uh, it's a lot more fun when those big games come around and you know, this, it, I don't know. Justin and I have talked. Like, it feels like the season really doesn't start until the Penn State game. No offense to anybody else on on the schedule, but like they're just so loaded and they're not really going to be tested until November. So, and, and um, I also want to jump in there too because there's somebody's probably going to clip that right. And oh yeah, like, 
Oh, bulletin board material for Nebraska and Indiana and, you know, put everything. Yeah, you just like, made it personal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, exactly. I'm just um, a guy, too, yeah. so I don't know how much that weight that pulls. But Right. Um, that's coming from us who are just loser podcasters and hey. not uh, the actual players. So, um, yeah, exactly. We can all, you know, we Reason. can all at least join hands in that. Um, but, uh, yeah, to, to piggyback along with that, um, I mean, for sure – this is the best chance that Michigan has had to win a national title. Um, what I will say is like for the natty or bus crowd, what does natty or bus mean for Michigan? It's not like if you don't win a natty, you're going to fire Jim Harbaugh. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't really get that whole mantra. You know, I get like the players are going for it. You know, you're really pushing your chips all the way in. Um, but it's not like, it's like, you know, where Ryan Day kind of feels like that's like beat Michigan or bust, as in like if you don't beat Michigan, you might be fired, right? Yeah, that's a different situation than than Natty or bust for Michigan. Um, so like T- Tanner said, like I don't know, man. I'm just along like I'm on the the train of like it's really hard to go 13 and 0 that like Michigan did throughout the Big Ten uh, Big Ten conference last year, Flex. and. If, yeah, that is a flex. Like, it is. It like, is. Absolutely not many is. People have done that. Like, go through the list. The teams that have done that, it's like Michigan, Ohio State. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that the expectations are high for sure. Um, but you just, like, if you all of a sudden are like, we suck if we don't just run through the Big Ten without a blip on the radar, then you're going to have a bad time as, yeah. a, as a football fan. Yeah. Is there anything that Nebraska fans need to know about this team. So they're, they're highly ranked in both defensive categories. I think, uh, I think we just said before you guys got on was their third in rush defense and 12th in pass defense. Yep. Um, is there anything that is going to just, we have not seen that yet at Nebraska. I mean, we've so far we've played, you know, we've played, you know, on the road against Minnesota, uh, on the road against Colorado. Then we had some of our G five opponents in the last two weeks, is there anything that we have not seen yet and now we're about to see on Saturday? Yeah, I think the talent level of the front seven um, from Michigan's ended, you know, Michigan's without Mason Graham, who could be, I think, is one of the best defensive tackles in the country. Um, he, he's he got a hand. I think he's got something with his hand or you know, a bone, something going on. He's going to be back uh, within the next week or two, according to Jim Harbaugh. But Chris Jenkins, because it's, you know, he's mocking in the first round at the moment. Uh, he beefed up. He's been a guy that you guys have seen a couple times. He played in Lincoln in 2021, had a couple tackles for loss. Uh, son of an NFL All-Pro defensive tackle, Chris Jenkins Sr., who played for the Panthers. Um, and so you have a guy like Chris Jenkins. Kenneth Grant is a guy you guys probably didn't see a ton of last year. He's a true sophomore. Um, I mean, maybe he's just the biggest human ever. But also with stride for stride with Mike Sainer still on his pick six, throwing a block like at the 30 yard line, just an incredible athlete. Um, he, he wreaks a lot of havoc on the interior. Um, you know, the edges that Michigan has had, um, you know, even I don't think there's a one edge that's as good as even Mike Morris, let alone Aiden Hutchison or David Ajabo on this team. But I think collectively there's four guys that are all really solid and consistent. Jalen Harrell has played a lot of good football, Uh, but the linebackers, I mean, you guys are very familiar with Ernest Hausman. He's been pretty solid for us this season. Um, You know, haven't noticed any big bust Uh, junior Colson, you know, preseason all American was a freshman all American at 21. Like, he's bulked up to about 245 pounds, like just the physicality that these guys bring to the table. I mean, they are, you know, look, they're playing really bad competition at the moment on the first four games, but are just dominant 
um, especially on the interior. So that's one of those tough things for Nebraska where I really do like the run game. I liked what I saw. You know, my wife's a Nebraska grad, so we were watching the Nebraska-Louisiana Tech game. I'm, like, trying to flip to the really good games and, yeah. you know, keep her happy. Uh, the multi-view from YouTube TV comes in clutch. But um, I really liked what I saw from Anthony Grant. I know that you guys have a couple backs out, um, but it seems like it's kind of the – you know, one of the positives for Nebraska this year has been running the ball and, you know, the quarterbacks have looked good running the ball. Uh, but, you know, that front seven for Michigan, I think is going to you know provide a lot of challenges. Have you guys to this point, because like you just said, like we're kind of hanging our hat on the quarterback run just because it creates that extra player that everybody has to worry about. Have you guys faced like a true dual threat quarterback? I mean, I would even say we're a single threat quarterback just with our legs. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, have you guys been, have you guys seen somebody that's really been able to run against Michigan? Not really a ton, to be honest. Um, I'll say this. Uh, it's, you know, Michigan's uh, front seven that Tanner was talking about. Uh, a lot of the time, even when there were, when anybody's tried to do read option against us, we've suffocated it. So we haven't really seen a guy get out in the open field and, you know, see what they can do. Um, so no, I, it's that, that could be something that that poses a threat um, to Michigan's defense. Um, but I will say our linebacking core is very, very athletic, um, you know, and, and very uh, they're, they're senior guys, right? Mike Barrett's a sixth year senior. Um, and then Ernest Hausman, of course, coming in and he's the youth guy. Um, so yeah, I would say that, you know, there's a chance that that gives, uh, gives us some issues early in the, in the first half before, you know, they have a chance to figure it out, I guess. Yeah. Before all the spies start popping up. Yeah, yeah. sure. Would you say yeah. that, the that our rush offense is probably the only worry you have? I mean, are you worried about running the ball on our number two defense in the country, uh, rush defense in the country or number one in the country? Yeah. Well, number one in yeah. FBS. Yeah. Are okay. you worried yeah. about running the ball? Sure. Yeah, that's the one worry I have going into this game, and especially sure. the three three five. Um, actually, Mike talked to your to your boy Brian. Uh, yeah, he told me today, today. and we <laughs> yeah we we talked for like thirty minutes. We were just talking shop. We were talking ball, which is awesome. It's one of my really good friends. But um, yeah, you know, I was reading a piece. Um, we have a for Michigan fans. There's a site called MGO Blog. You guys might want to check it out too because they do a deep dive into the three three five and how your defensive coordinator, kind of the the coaching tree that he comes from, and that's very similar to what. TCU did to, did to Michigan last year where Donovan Edwards breaks a big run on the first play of the game. And then, you know, it wasn't until they really incorporated McCarthy's legs in that third quarter where Michigan really started to put those points up because that was a pretty close game by the end of it. Uh, but, you know, in the, you know, the middle part of that game, Michigan really wasn't able to run the ball. So that's the one concern I do have. Um, I like the big boy wearing number zero. Like, yeah, I, I probably, I probably might have a dream this week about wearing number zero as a defensive tackle as a big dude. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I always see him. I always see him making plays, uh, getting a good push, but you know, you know, Michigan has the back-to-back Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. So, but they haven't been up to that standard so far this year, Justin, I don't know if you want to kind of talk on yeah. that, but the, the run game has been solid because Blake Corum is Blake Corum. He's a stud. Um, but they haven't, they've been rotating tackles. Like there's, there's been three different guys playing left tackle and right tackle at this point, um, kind of rotating, which has been a little weird. So there seems like they're still trying to find the best five, but that interior is pretty damn good with Zinter Keegan and then Drake Nugent, who's a transfer in from Stanford at center. So yeah, the tackles are kind of the the thing that I'm a little, you know, concerned about if, if anything on this team, uh, they just really haven't gelled at this, this point in the season, but it's still pretty early, but this point last year, like Michigan was mauling dudes. So that's the only real concern that I have at this point with this team. Okay. Yeah. I, 
I can jump in there too. I think that, um, yeah, the, the concern would be that Michigan just hasn't gotten the push from the offensive line uh, up to this point. Like, like Tanner said, um, you know, in the first couple of games last year, you know, these guys are just shoving people around like, like they're ragdolls. Right. And we haven't seen that quite yet. And um, I thought Rutgers actually had a really good defense, um, especially against the run uh, very underrated. So that was a good test. Um, but you know, a concern that I would have is that there's a chance that possibly, you know, for that first quarter, you know, we may not be able to run the ball and then you're forcing JJ to, to do it all himself. Um, now, you know, the difference is we aren't going to have Hassan Haskins. That's just, you know, for six yards a pop every time you give him the ball and never a negative play, um, which shout out Hassan. I've got, oh, no, I didn't. Oh. I thought I had the Hassan uh, shirt on. Um, I, have, I, have a, I have a Hassan hurdle shirt, which, you know, is mainly for Ohio State, but he may have done that against you guys. As well. He did. Oh, I was there yeah. and uh, oh, I may have yeah. lost consciousness for like three seconds. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So, so let's just say uh, Michigan isn't able to run the ball or move Nebraska's D line because of the polar bear in the middle. Um, I mean, do you have faith in JJ McCarthy? Do you have faith in Michigan's tight ends and wide receivers to go out and make a play if their running game isn't working? Do I, do I have faith in the best quarterback in the big time? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I, yeah. that's kind of what I was getting at. Do you believe in JJ McCarthy? I yeah. do for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I think that he has proven that he can make just about any throw on the field. Now he's made mistakes. Obviously we all watched that Bowling Green game and it was not pretty by any means. And he would tell you that. Right. Um, but he even came out this week and was like, that was the best thing for me because I identified things that I was doing wrong. And now we can learn from them. He was like, if we go out and throw for 400 yards and four TDs, we probably don't learn a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that, you know, if you would have asked me this in week four last year, I'm probably not sure yet, right? I'm not totally sure. He's got the pro day combine type body. He can do all those things, but can he do it in a game? We weren't sure. Now, you know, 15 games later, I'm pretty damn sure that he can make those throws. And, you know, if the team needs to get on his back, he can do that for sure. Okay. So uh, a little caveat there. I, I'm looking at uh, NCAA stats right now. Michigan's passing offense ranked number 69 in the country. Nice. Mm, um, nice. Nice. So, I mean, there, there are, uh, I think, some questions. I, and, you know, not that I'm saying Nebraska's secondary is, you know, especially fantastic, but it, it lends some, some questions as to, you know, can it, can it happen? Let's see. Yeah, got, I mean, if you just you look at it in a vacuum – Right. I mean, you, sure. you know, you want to have some context. Uh, Michigan has, I think they're, I think they may be dead last in plays per game. Like mm -hmm. they are, they are content with grinding it out. And this is what I told oh, yeah. uh, the boys at the tailgate last year before the game. They're like, oh, you guys are going to beat us by 60. And I'm like, no, because Jim Harbaugh is perfectly content getting out of there, grinding and out, getting a win and moving on. And that's just how he's been under uh, as the head coach at Michigan. Like, we're not here for them to put up huge stats, right? But if you look at the advanced statistics, Michigan has the number one net points per drive in the country, excluding excluding garbage time, which that statistic shows, um, you know, how many points the offense is putting up and how many points the defense is putting up. So they're playing, I mean, it's not opponent adjusted, but, you know, it's a decent stat when you look at, you know, you can look at the, you know, 69th ranked total offense or passing offense, but, you know, 
10 minutes left in the third quarter, the first two games, they're pulling JJ and he's done. Yeah. But he puts yeah. up 280 in those first two games, right? So it's, you know, um, and against Rutgers, they threw it 21 times. He was 15 of 21, had a touchdown, had 200 and some odd yards, had 50 yards rushing. Like he's never like Michigan's never going to have the gaudy quarterback stats, right? Like they're never going to be that team that needs to put up 70 points to feel good about themselves. So they can talk about how tough they are in a post game press conference, <laughs> taking shots yeah. at the Wolves. Like that's just not what this program's all about. Like it is a long game for Michigan. And that's been my, that's been my thought all year. Like, uh, you know, people have, Oh, Michigan only won 30 to three against ECU. It's like, that's great, man. I don't like you. You're not winning the national championship in week one against ECU. You have to win 15 games. So, um, that's where I'm at with it. And we've seen him make big plays and come up in big time games on the road. I mean, not, not many questions for, from number nine for me. You, you want to know what's crazy too, is you brought up the stat of 69th ranked, uh, offense in the country, passing offense in the country Yeah, and JJ still on track to break the, uh, passing touchdowns record for Michigan <laughs> in a single season this year. What's, what's he at right now? Yeah, we don't, we don't, uh, he's at eight, I believe eight. I want to say. Yeah, the, must be the nice. Record's only like twenty five. Okay. Oh well, yeah, I was we gonna are. say. I mean, yeah. Brian Greasy, you know. Yeah. I don't know if he holds a record. I it, was Chad, it was Chad Henney as a Chad freshman. Uh, he never, okay. he never got better. Yeah, he never, yeah. he never hey. threw more after his freshman year. So I think <laughs> Michigan exemplifies the Big Ten and that hard nose, run the ball through your face mask kind of offense. Like that's what they do. That's, that's the ten. blueprint. That's yeah. the blueprint. Yeah. yeah. If a rule had his druthers, it, it would be the Harbaugh model. Mm -hmm. I think. For sure. And I'll say this too. Um, I truly think that the running clock after first downs this year, Harbaugh loves that so oh, much. Hell yeah, he does. His whole, his whole goal is to just squeeze you until you're just, you have nothing left. And that's what he wants to do. He, I mean, I think it was against Rutgers this weekend uh, in the third quarter. They took up the entire first half of that third quarter. It was like an eight minute drive and then still settled for a field goal. Right. <laughs> and like that's but but to him, I think obviously you want to punch it in, but he's like, there was eight minutes there that the other team couldn't score. They yeah. didn't have the opportunity to score. And that's how they beat Ohio State in these past two years, too. It's you're limiting the times that Ohio State has a chance to score because you know, we all know we've seen them score in two seconds, you know, as soon as they get the ball in their hands. So that's that's been Jim Harbaugh's motto since he got here. Um, in, in the past couple of years, when you really get that offensive line and the run game going, it works to perfection. Yeah. And I mean, like we asked you, like, what is your concern leading into this game? And I'll tell you that my concern is just that, is that our offense isn't going to do much against your defense. And then your offense is going to be on the field the entire game. And our defense just I mean, literally any defense in the country can't withstand being on the field the entire game. It's just not how you win football games. Well, and as good as. Yeah. Nebraska's defense has been. They just don't have the splash plays that can really turn a game around and like get a pick six or even a forced fumble. Right. That's just not something that this defense has done, even though it has been very good. Hear yeah. me out. We got them right where we want them. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. We keep their offense on the field oh, the entire game and we tire them out and then we're fine. Oh, yeah. 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 That's we got them right. right where we want them, boys. That, that's, uh, that sounds like a strategy from former head coach Scott. Yeah. Yeah, I remember is. that guy. <laughs> what's, what's that comment say? Uh, comment says Michigan's defense has also held every opponent to their fewest points so far this year. So, yeah, they're pretty good. They are pretty good. Sure. Um, they're also not through that many weeks. So I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, 
when people like, if we were big, in, like if stats we were in guys like week and, nine or week ten and you gave me that stat, yeah, I'd be shitting myself. I know, but like, there's people that just like <laughs> dive into stats way too much. Like Nebraska's number two or number one rush defense. Who cares right now? We've yeah. we played like a very small sample size. And, and, and two group of five teams. Yeah, and, and hey, we played Colorado hey, who threw the ball Take care of business, baby. Take yeah. care of business. I'm yeah. all for that, too. Hey, but, we're, we're happy about this. Yes. But, like, you don't lend a lot of weight to it in week four, yeah. week five. Whatever. Exactly. Stats can be for losers. Usually they tell a story, but. So, uh, what, uh, I got a question for you guys as okay. well, if that's okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. What, what has to happen for Nebraska to pull this ups, upset off on Saturday? Jared? Well, I think, again, you're going to have to have some kind of miraculous splash play or two where it's like, whoa, Nebraska usually doesn't do that. Cool. Um, and I think the rushing offense and Harburg and Grant, they need to get going. They need to keep Michigan off the field and just don't turn the ball over. If, if, yep. if the turnover margin is 0-0, zero, zero, Michigan's going to win. If Nebraska wins the turnover margin, they might still lose, but it'll give them a better chance. But yeah. you, you have to win the turnover margin. I think that's the number one thing for me, turnover margin. Yeah. yeah. I, it's always going to be turnovers with those guys. Yeah, right. I, I agree. Don't lose the turnover battle. And, you know, Harbor Grant, just, again, like we said with our worries about, you know, Michigan's offense, keep Michigan's defense on that field. They are great, but keep them on that field as long as you can. Yeah. And just keep trying to run it through. We talked about in the previous segment, about how Harburg is not afraid to take hits, uh, which is, you know, concerning for our QB situation. But, like, get them out there. Stretch them out as much as you can. Try and tire them out. I, I think that's the only way you get it done. Time of possession will win this game. Yeah. Well, well, well help. if, if Nebraska is going to win this game, yeah, it's going to be on time of possession. If, if, if time of possession wins this game, I'm very confident that Michigan's going to win this I, game. I am, too. Yeah, I am, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, we are not well, doubting that Michigan will win the game on Saturday. If, if something happens, though, and somehow, you no, know, like lightning strikes in the middle of Memorial Stadium and we somehow win the game, you know, I'm going, I'm tearing down goalposts. I'm hey. just telling you right now, like you, I will be on ESPN. I, good. I, I am, good. I am not saying we're going to get a repeat of two years ago, but two years ago, nobody expected us to be competitive in that game. We lost by three. Yeah. Well, so, you all, look, it was also uh, current Iowa starting quarterback, Cade McNamara leading the way and throwing a nice pick in the, in his own with his, giving you guys the ball in the red zone. Hey, yeah, I know um, that was cool. So, hey, you talk to, play. you talk to any Iowa fan and that kid's a Heisman front runner. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Not after that shutout and that <laughs> ass whooping. They Did got anybody remind him that that offense is still sh so shitty? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gonna that say was the that, best clip. Oh, Please so keep great. saying it's so shitty. I will. It I will. Is yeah, no, it's, for sure. it's terrible. It's 72 yards against Penn State. Gross. I mean, terrible. Yeah. And yeah. Penn State's so, good. They're, they're good. Yeah. As bad as Nebraska's offense has been, I'm not going to say shit. So Yeah. yeah we don't have a ton of room to talk. It is what it is. So before before we get into like scoring predictions and all that, I do just want to ask you guys, because you guys are up in, you know, near Ann Arbor. You guys are no, listening to no. uh, what? So, is Harbaugh to the NFL still kind of a thing or no? Oh, uh, here we fucking go. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have oh, no idea. God, can we can we at least wait till like week eight to start doing this? Or well, no, we, we only got to play you in week four, so we have yeah, to ask you I now. Know, I know the Bears suck. I know they need a coach, <laughs> and everyone like I saw an article from Barstool Chicago. Like this is already needing to happen. Um. I 
I mean, I don't think it's out of the question. I mean, to be very honest with you, I don't think it's out of the question because I think, you know, you look at how everything's set up, there's a possibility that he loses just about everybody after this year, and then next year's schedule is an absolute gauntlet. So, you know, if things go well for Michigan, he could definitely ride off into the sunset in some type of fashion. Let's say he beats Ohio State, wins another Big Ten title, and it's like, yeah, he takes Ryan Day's job right from under him. Yeah. He, you know, gets him, he gets him fired. He, uh, you know, goes out three and zero against Ohio State and three Big Ten titles, and then goes and takes the Bears, you know, job and one more last last shot at at the NFL. I don't think it's super out of the question, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've had conversations. Like, I think Justin and I both agree that if Michigan wins a national championship, he's probably done. I think he's probably sick of it. You know, look, I'm sure every fan base has this take about NIL, but Michigan doesn't really play that game. They don't do the pay for play, and they they've lost on some really good recruits that they probably would have had if they would have put you know six figures up front. But that's mm-hmm. not how they're going to operate. And I don't think he, you know, he's the, he's an ultra competitive guy, right? Like, if you don't know much about Jim Harbaugh, you know how big of a competitor he is, and not having it be a fair fight is probably something that just eats at him every single day. So going to the NFL where it's a truly fair fight. Now the Bears' job, I don't know, like. He left the 49ers because of bad ownership. You talk about bad ownership with the Bears. I mean, it might be the worst franchise in in the NFL, maybe all professional sports with how uh, they've treated, you know, quarterbacks, coaches. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But I think if like an upper tier NFL head coaching job comes open, then, yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, hell, Sean Payton's getting $18 million a year to give up 70 points. So, right. (laughs) I mean, anything, you know, anything can happen there. But um yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, at this we point, he's to, kind of earned it. So, you know, if he goes out and wins another Big Ten championship and Sharon Moore takes over and hopefully the continuity with the program continues, here, then I'm going to be very happy. Here's here's my hot take a little bit um, is Jim Harbaugh, if we win, if we go out winning and he, and he rides off into the sunset in, in some fashion, him, him leaving after this year could be good for Michigan. Not because I don't want Jim Harbaugh here. I love Jim Harbaugh, and I think he's the best chance for us to win. But if he doesn't leave this year, Sharon Moore is probably taking a head coaching job somewhere else. Mm, yep. And and maybe Mike Hart's taking an OC job somewhere else, or you know whatever whatever the situation. You're you're, you're going to have some turnover. So there's this is my this is just me just going tinfoil hat a little bit. Um, but uh, I'm you used know, to that. My conspiracy is totally Jim Harbaugh leaves. Then you give uh, the Sharon the chance to take over with next to zero turnover in the staff, which is great for Michigan for the longevity in the future. Whereas you don't have to completely rebuild; you can kind of reload in that sense. You so don't that. That's you, my spin on it. You so, don't think Jim would take some of those guys with him to the NFL? I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in, in a, an imaginary world, he would yeah. never take any yeah. of those guys off his staff. No. No, no, no. Hey, I, man, he loves Michigan too much. He, uh, think he, would, he would leave, yeah. but I don't think he would do that much. I mean, uh, he was gonna he was gonna take one guy when he was gonna take the Vikings job, and then that fell through. Um, he was gonna take Matt Weiss, who was well, who was the offensive coordinator and got fired. So um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting topic, but you know, if Michigan wins the national championship, I'm gonna be on cloud nine forever. So like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Take I, shit for me as you should. Really quick, I want to uh, describe what I have to assume is probably like your worst nightmare and just see how you guys react. Oh, perfect. Um, this sounds like a really fun segment. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I do want to start with Michigan wins a national championship. 
Mm. So okay. you know, it, it starts nice. Cloud nine. Um, mm. Harbaugh does go to the NFL. Um, Ryan Day, obviously, probably fired from Ohio State. Ryan Day becomes the head coach of Michigan. Oh, what do you oh think? Lord. There's no way. Yeah. There's no what way. What do you think? No. no. I think Urban Meyer has a better chance of being the Michigan State head coach next year than that ever yeah. happening. Yeah. If I Urban mean, Meyer coaches so again, I, I'll be I surprised. I have to root for, the guy, for this guy that does, like, just for men in his beard every morning when he wakes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Born on third uh, base. We, we had five years of rooting for former head coach Scott. I think you can salvage rooting for Ryan Day. All right. It started off so well, though. You guys had like the you, you had the really cool entrance, and then and then the lightning struck. Yeah, yeah. 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 I said that earlier. It's, Whenever whoever said that earlier about lightning striking, that's all I could think about was that Akron. Oh yeah, Akron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Akron, <laughs> How excited yeah. everyone was, and then it got delayed uh, and postponed and canceled. We were there. Yep, that was yep. that. We started did. so well. We decided yeah, that was an hour. omen. That that tenure started very well with five wins. I want to say how impressed I am by the quickness of the bleep button there. Hey, oh, I appreciate I, it. Yeah. yeah. Seeing our first That's rodeo, baby. We need to up our game, dog. Yeah. yeah. You guys got to get a Roadcaster <laughs> Pro. It's okay. So, kick ass. So uh, we have a person that we bleep. Who's who's the person in Michigan football that you're bleeping? It would be, are you ready for it? Yep. It, yes, sir. it would be Rich. There you there go. Yeah. Got it. Okay. But I, I actually disagree. He gave us Denard Robinson. I would say well, I can't do it because you wouldn't know it, but John O'Quinn, my guy, because he completely tossed <laughs> the Ohio State game when he played. It was brutal. John O'Corn yeah. with a K. I'm God, sure he's a great brutal. kid. I'm sure he's a great dude, but uh, nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> just not great on the field. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get into our score predictions for Saturday. We'll start with the blue by 90 guys. What do you got? Ooh. Mm. I, I, um, I think it's going to be another boring one, to be honest with you. We are, I said it on our last podcast, we are so good at boring. Um, we're so good at boring wins and boring games. So I think that um, it's going to be like 31-10. Actually, I'm going to go 31-9 because we have to win. We have to be in the 30s and our opponent has to be in single digits. We got to keep that streak going. Okay. Yeah, it's a little painful, but okay. Wooten, what do you got? <laughs> I, I, I've been thinking about this, and I was pretty close last week on the Rutgers prediction that I gave. Um, I'm gonna say 38 to six. Damn. I'm wow. sorry, boys. Woo. I just wow. this Woo. defense is just so good. Can Heinrich Harburg throw the ball downfield? Like no. how many times? Like no. has he done it yet? No. We don't. We already have... saw Sims do it. That's that's where I'm thinking. Like maybe a pick six comes into play. Like I don't know, man. Like you know, it's uh. I don't know. That's my. That's where I'm going. We don't have a single deep connection other than the botched trick play that we ran and scored Correct. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Who wants to start over here? All right. I'll go. Um, I'm gonna say Michigan, thirty-four. Damn it. Nebraska, fourteen. 34, 14. 34 what is 14. The, what is, before we keep going? What is the spread? Twenty. I, th- I thought it was 18, 18, five. 18. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Michigan covers for me. Okay. We haven't, have we, co- have we covered yet? No, so no, the Rutgers was, game was a push. This will be the week you do it. Congrats you'll, guys. You'll push. Congrats. Um, I'll go next. <laughs> I think, uh, I think 24 to seven. 
24-7. Very boring that be, game. That might be it. That yeah. might be yeah, it. I could see that for sure. Under, under 30, I think the yeah. defense is a little better than the ones you've played, but I don't think our offense will do anything. We yeah. might have like one explosive play where you miss a tackle and Harburg scores or something. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. Option football. <laughs> um, I'm predicting a 27 to 10 Michigan win. 27 10. Yep. Double digits. Yep. Wow. All Don't right. say that's, wow. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> two, you know, that's two scores, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm aware. That means you yeah. have to get into scoring position twice. Right. Right. <laughs> so I. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Through every game so far this season, I have missed my scoring predictions through all games combined 10 points. Combined. It's not bad. But this is the one that I put the most research into because I was very excited about this. So uh, the best defense that Michigan has played was Rutgers at 41st in the nation. Nebraska Uh ranked 23rd. Mm -hmm. Nebraska's offense ranked higher than all of the schools that Michigan has played so far. Sure. So with that being said. Where's he going with this? Oh, no. With that being said. He's going to say something really stupid, isn't he? No, I'm not. I have it as Michigan 28. Nebraska 17. Well, okay. <laughs> I was expecting you to just be like, Nebraska. Nebraska ain't winning this game. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Nebraska ain't winning this game, but no. Michigan against, and I actually have the numbers up on my phone. Numbers um, don't mean dick. Their first game, they played Eastern Michigan, put up 30 points. Nerd. 111 total East defensive ranking. Nerd. East Carolina, yeah. Oh, sorry, East Carolina. It says Eastern Michigan on my screen for some reason. East Carolina, 111 total defense. UNLV, 101st. Bowling Green, 62nd. Rutgers, 41st. The highest amount of points they've scored is 35 against the 101st best defense in the country. They grind out, baby. So, with a defense that's ranked at 23, I don't see this offense going above 30. They will beat us, but it will be held lower than any of their previous games. I said 24, but I also didn't say we were going to score more than seven. So, yeah. 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 Okay. I think that's all reasonable, guys. Yeah. yeah. Even your 28 to 17 isn't nuts. Is that is that a is that a moral victory then? No. Or, no, there's no, no such no. thing as a moral victory. You keep us below 30. Is no. That a, no, there's no not such thing as a moral victory. No, dude, we're just trying to get to six. No, man. they're beyond. I we're trying to get to six. Yeah, they're beyond moral victories. We're trying like, to get to six I, wins. Like I'm in so many group chats with I mean, you boys, you, you guys all know Dusty, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm in group chats with one of my Double boys, down Dusty. And uh, he just, he just, he'll just text me some outlandish shit. And he's just like, I'm just so sick of Nebraska. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Because I was, we, we went through it though, Justin. We were there for the, for the rich rod of Brady Hoke era. So for we sure. get it. We but, have been uh, there. It's actually, uh, unfortunately, the issue is like, and I, please don't take offense. This, oh, but it's oh, not you're going to late. I'm already offended. with you guys. It's not very fun to like give you shit because they're like you guys are just so defeated after how yeah. many like you've just been drilled in the chest like so many times. Well, yeah. Justin, like, do you want to close? Do you want to bully baby. a Make a Wish kid? Yeah, like, <laughs> is it worth it? So, Justin, the way you reacted, the way you reacted when I asked the Harbaugh question was kind of like how I reacted when you asked the moral victory question. Like, oh, geez, like seriously, aren't we aren't we past this shit? Yeah, <laughs> we are. I mean, I I have been for a long time, but yeah, no more moral. Come on, but do you? This is but this ain't Pee Wee, baby. 
no, I know you want to win, but like new coach, new system, you know, in the era of the transfer portal, like, I don't know your ins and outs of the transfer portal and how you utilize it, but like, you know, I'm sure you had some guys leave and do you not feel like, okay, if you see things, if you see signs of progress, does it not do anything for you? Or are you still just like, fuck it? Well, Six. okay, so so Six. so you you talk about like progress, right? And the only thing that we asked for this year under an adult in the room is the turnovers need to stop and the stupid penalties need to stop. And so far, it hasn't happened. It has not happened. So no. they're really okay. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of there's a lot games. of that uh, stench still. I yeah. would say probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot Do you guys of dirty like laundry. Rule? Yeah, Do you yes, like absolutely. Sure. Yeah, he's an adult. I like Rule. Yeah, he's an I adult. I think Rule's a great coach. He seems like a good dude. Like, he's got it. I think he could, in, in two, three years, have that program going in the right direction. Yeah, I Loki, agree. I think they could compete for the West this year, dude. If they didn't lose to Minnesota, That's I'd be true. saying they could win the West. Like, I still think the West – like, I think Nebraska is going to continue to get better. And, and this is – I don't necessarily think this is a trap game for Michigan, like because there's no like there's no surrounding games, right? Like it's just kind of, you know, the schedule is what it is. But this is one of those games where it's like I think they're going to put up a fight and they're going to play their asses off, and Michigan's going to have to be pretty good to make sure that it, you know, is super close. Um, but I could, I mean, I look at that schedule. I mean, I, I, you know, certainly the defense played well enough to keep them in that Colorado game, and uh, the defense played their ass off against Minnesota, and the four turnovers killed you. So, yep. Um, I mean, I think this is a team that still, I look at the West, I don't see any clear-cut favorite. I think they could finish, you know, second or third in the West potentially and get to six and six. I also have a question for you guys. So, you know, after the Colorado game, you obviously saw Colorado then go and, like, go 3-0. and um, So you're right, I guess, riding that wave a little bit. You're like, Oh, at least like we lost to like a good team. There, no, fuck no. We ain't, we ain't no. that. No, we thought they were frauds. We don't. These guys, that. these guys are true. Like what nihilists? Is that what the term would be? Like you guys are just like fuck all that noise. Like I don't want any. We're well, we're, we're the chasers to the Kool Aid. Yeah. We're the chasers yeah, yeah, to the Kool Aid. No, yeah, fuck, this fuck that. and that, no. dude. So for so just, I like to bring this up because a couple years ago when Michigan came to Lincoln, what was the final score? Thirty-two to twenty-nine. Close game. What did it all mean? Nothing. Nothing. What did it? Did that mean Scott Frost had the program on the right on the right path because he kept it close? Sorry, Scott. There it is. Oh, they kept it close, so that means progress, right? No, just for that too. What's that? I just gave him a compliment for the bleep button. He, he said it too I fast. Know. Yeah, he was. We, he was going normally, on a rant. I was rolling. There, there's a trick. There to really it. Has, have you guys have you explored doing like a, a medical some medical research on your brains through the last couple no, of seasons? No, we love pain. Um, Embrace the pain. I I do think that there needs to be like the the number of times that you were pulled into it just to get your heart broken. Yeah. Once again, like there needs to be some studies done. Well, on you guys, there's a term uh, for it. Throw me in the fucking ring. Look at my hat. Throw me in that, yeah. in yeah. that research as well. There's a term for it. It's post-traumatic scurs disorder. Yeah. Post-traumatic scurs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like that a lot. One request uh, we have for the Blue by 90 guys is we want to make sure you guys bring us some of that beer down to the tailgate this Saturday. So, Tanner, yes. make sure you guys bring us that beer. because Oh, uh, shit, yeah. they got their own beer? Yeah, yeah, they have their own beer. And yeah. we have all the beer around us right now. Yeah, we're uh, bringing we are beer. recording yeah. in a local brewery. We have way too much fucking beer. We, 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 what, we skipped out last Friday on getting the... 
We didn't even have to like, reload. Uh, usually we reload every week. We didn't even have to because they were just giving us like literally I would roll up and me and Tanner would roll up in his truck and they just load a hilo and a pallet into the back of the truck with uh, with cases. I want of beer. that service. Look at this. So. We got pallets of beer all around Hell us. Yeah. Let's get a pallet to a tailgate. Hey, they don't like us. This guy, yeah. this guy texts me. I'm I'm, at, I'm going to a work meeting and he texts me. He's like, "Hey, can you real quick tell me how many beers you have in your truck?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let me do the math." So each box, there's four six packs in packs in there. So in my cabin, like in the cab of my truck, I go and I look. I'm like, "All right, well that's nine. I'm not a math guy, but I know that's you know 200 and some." I go to the back. There's 10 or 11. I'm like, "Well, 20 times 24 yeah. is almost 500 cans." So I text him like, "I almost got 500 cans of beer in this truck, Jeez. dude." So we, uh, yeah, we've got plenty. Um, I don't know where we stand after uh, the Rutgers game, but Justin and I have to get together before I leave for Nebraska. So I'll be sure to get some of that. Absolutely. Uh, game day ale and also the hail IPA from North Peak Brewing. Shout out North Peak. They've really uh, taken care of us. So yeah, uh, very similar local local uh, brewery, just like you guys got with Nebraska Brewing Company, which they have the best pumpkin ale of all time in my opinion wick for brain um, tell them to bring back the full like you know the, oh, the here we go they, again dude this is I'm telling you every time i talk to these guys it's the best like so the put like the pull tab would take the whole thing off the top of the beer and i, I just oh, i thought it made the beer bad. taste better yeah i thought it made the beer taste better so, for sure it, it's funny my my family actually runs the brewery um but we, can i can i get a word yeah <laughs> well so they don't make the lids anymore the company that made them oh. they own the patent and they won't sell the patent. They won't sell the equipment. So we can't get them. Damn. So, what a bunch of fucking nerds. Like, yeah. what? Dude, that's what, what I what, said. <laughs> that's They're what I like, said. Well, they just took their ball and went home, dude. That's so unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. The, the equipment is just sitting in a warehouse gathering dust. Bunch of nerds. Wow. Yep. And well, it's not because we don't love well, you. Patents run out. Patents run out eventually. So yeah. we'll, uh, oh, I'm waiting. we'll see when that is free use. Yeah. Well, awesome. Hell yeah. Okay, guys. Well, look, Tanner Wooten, Justin Rowe from blue by 90 go give them a follow guys all our listeners they they treated us right in ann arbor we're gonna treat them right when they come to lincoln we appreciate you guys just coming me. on we well, appreciate just me this time well, though, oh, just, okay yeah hey that's okay though yeah we're we're, that means we're, gonna, we're gonna get after it fellas i can't wait to see you guys again. yeah, that means yeah man drink the, the same number of beers that i would drink as well on top of his own so yeah <laughs> perfect no I've seen us load up the tailgate after we've had too many beers, and I don't want to experience double that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're drinking for two this weekend. We don't have to clean up or set up anything. We are at the Bauer Underground tailgate from 10 to 12. It, it's free drinks and free food the whole time we're there. We'll so, be rolling through in the NBC truck, too. D- double down Dusty and Brian will be there. Like, it, it'll be a good time. Let's so go the boys. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, guys. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you hopping on. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks. you. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thank guys. You, gentlemen. Okay. Now, I don't think anything that they said was too insane. Um, I don't know if there's anything, like, too, you know, enlightening that I learned. Like, you know, Michigan, they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to grind. That's an identity. Grind. Yep. Harball. That's what he does. That's his identity. Yeah. And well, like he had I it said, at Stanford. He had it he we, had in the NFL. Like, that's his, that's his thing. We learned that Michigan is good. And they're going to run it through our face mask. Yeah. I don't think anybody was shocked about that. Yeah. yeah. Nebraska's going to have to do some things in this game on Saturday that they normally do not do if they want to win. And God, I hope they want to win. Yeah. It's going to have to be, you know, those teams that come out and they, the underdogs that beat, you know, the 
upcoming possible national champion and all this other stuff. Like it's going to have to be a perfect game. Like Cinderella is going to have to spread some dust over Memorial Stadium, and it's going to have to be some miracle. That's just what that's that's what I'm thinking. Nebraska, yeah. uh, and I hate to steal this. Nebraska's going to have to run a tight ship as opposed to a tight ship wreck. Like it is a Ooh. different game. How long is he been waiting to use that? Yeah, uh, like uh. twenty five seconds. Actually. <laughs> there you go, oh, okay. right off the, okay. right off the um, top of the head. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, like Kyle said, it, it, it's going to have to be a perfect game if you want to compete with Michigan. Yeah, I hope that the twelfth man will play a factor in the game because I don't think Michigan's going to go into any other hostile environments like that. I don't know if they play Penn State on the road. I don't the, know. I don't know. I will say this though. When we went to Northern yeah, Illinois, listen on the road. Even though it was a night game, I still was a little disappointed in the involvement in the twelfth man. I'm yeah. just gonna say that. I thought I thought it was kind of weak, to be yeah. honest. Do you think having the number two team in the country come to town like kind of helps that thing grow? It will. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. The yeah. the only thing that will be tough to match is in Two years ago, when that game was close, that was the most electric environment I've ever been a part of. It was night incredible. Game, but it was, it was a night game. Those 2.30 games, uh, they're not near as bad as an 11 a.m. game, but those 2.30 games are a little they're a little tricky sure. to get the fans ready to go because those lights aren't turning on, guys. Right. They might turn on in the fourth quarter and you're halfway through there, but for the most part, it's it's daytime. So you, you got to find a way to create your own energy. The, the team has to do their part, too, though, because... I always hated that under the previous regime. Is like, oh, the fans show up. They showed up no matter what. No matter what the record was, they were there. They Still do their do. job. Don't ever, ever knock the fans because we show up. This past game. Give them a reason. This past game against La Tech came out flat. Can't do that. Cannot. Cannot do that against Michigan. You got to get the crowd involved early and often. Yes. Can't come out complacent. And like versus La Tech, they did not really seem that ready to play. Can't do that this weekend. And yeah. for the love of God, if whoever runs the music in Memorial Stadium ever plays what? Thank God I'm a Country Boy in the full oh. form again, listen, I, I wanted to get on this spiel. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> After we went to Northern Illinois, this is going to be real quick. I know, Mike, we're, we're getting ready to wrap up. <laughs> listen, Brandon Baker and the studs, that are coming to visit Lincoln do not want to see a bunch of white people singing, thank God I'm a country boy in the stands the whole game. I don't care. You go to Colorado, they've got Lil Wayne on the sidelines. They've got all these celebrities. They've got got swag, right? And they're out there, and that's... If you want to turn that into an environment, you might want to start looking at Colorado. As much as I hate hate to say that, you have to have some sort of swag, and thank God I'm a country boy singing that. It's not going to work. Colorado has done a great branding job. Again... Don't love the program, but a great branding job. But imagine this game going into the fourth quarter is close, even somewhat. Sure. And we bring back, let me clear they my did throat. Already, though. They yeah, did. They, they, you weren't in the stadium. I wasn't. I was in Denver. Yeah. They did it already. They already did. Going into the fourth quarter last week, God they played, damn let it. me clear my throat. Yep. So for all of our listeners and people, we've had people reach out and ask us to see if we had any poll. Like, is there any way you could make that happen? No. Guess what? We did. We made it happen, guys. That was us. That, that that was was us. us. No, it was all Matt Rule. He said in his presser last week that he would like that yep. song. Yeah. And guess what? It was played. Did it help? I don't know. I can't say because there was a well, rain like, delay. You guys were both at the game, correct? No. No, Kyle no. wasn't at the game. Okay, Just me. You were, so what was the uh, environment like going Season into Season tickets. Season tickets. Uh, so the, they didn't do the light show or anything. Of course. 
but it's not I do that, think it, if you want to knock on the 230 games, you need to find a way to, I won't say match what they do at the night games, but you need to find a way to get the, the crowd going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because it was boring. Uh, it was. Seriously. Like, I, I didn't feel like I was in the fourth quarter, and that game was yeah. close. Yeah. Well, I think at the time it was a three-score three score game, but still, like, you need to get the crowd into the game going into that fourth quarter. If you want to be the toughest team in the fourth quarter, you need your 12th man to be, you know, ready to roll. Rock well, so, I, again, and I'll make it short because I know we're getting ready to wrap up. Is it going to be uh, short, though? Yes. Okay. Ah. If you would have kept the momentum boy. from where Let Me Clear My Throat was and never switched over to the Thunderstruck, it would have been there. But you've switched back and forth. And, you know, you got to rebuild it again. So, I, I think it was just a mistake. Identity. Anyway. Identity. All right, let's figure it out. So hopefully Matt Rule will put in a good word and say, no more, thank God I'm a country boy, please. No, uh, this off. weekend was Dolly Parton, so oh, no. Jesus Christ. No, if you're going yep. to have a, yep. a poll you're right, Kyle. in the stadium, give them options that still do not suck for the, the players on the field. <laughs> all, the, all the song choices <laughs> were old-time country songs. In three words, figure it out. Figure it out. Because, of course, the blue hairs are going to pick Dolly Parton. Why the fuck wouldn't they? Yeah. Why? There's a lot of fucking blue hairs out there. All right. <sighs> a lot of pissed off blue hairs telling us to sit down. Sit down. I'm trying to listen to my Dolly. Yeah. All right, guys. Go follow us. Everything that we are on, every social media thing that we are on, we have the same handle. At NBNR Podcast. That is Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I think they got everything. Cool. You did. Yeah. Um, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. Give us a five-star review. Helps with the algorithm. We'd appreciate it very much. Um, NBNRpodcast.com. We have merch. We have hats, polos. Shout out Evan's Custom Apparel. Evan's yep. Custom Apparel. Shout, Shout out. B&B. B&B uh, uh, Maids. Maids of Omaha. Shout out Nebraska Garage Solutions. Arcanoli Boys. And then, of course, shout out our friends at Norman Nolis for hooking us up with cannolis. Norman Nolis cannolis. It's just so fun. It, it, it just rolls right out the tongue. It really does. Yeah. All right, guys. What do you say we sign off? Let's yep. sign off. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cavillac. And as always, beat Michigan in GBR. <laughs> now I can finish my goddamn cannoli. <laughs> you have no idea how bad I had to pee about 30 minutes ago. <laughs>